the Cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Welcome back, my cannabis. Spring is in the air. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? There's a charge. Something is bloom. Something is erupting. I think it's all of y'all. I'm really excited today. This is an exciting week for us here at High Tea. It is our one-year birthday. Whoop, whoop. That came out out of nowhere, so we'll be celebrating soon. But in the spirit of celebration, we've got a ton brewing over here as 420 approaches this weekend. We've got our birthday. We have a whack of incredible guests lined up for you guys. I can't even deal. And most excitingly, for our Toronto audience at least, we have, sorry about the rest of you, we are announcing our Spring Flowers Rolling Parlor Series in partnership with Balzac's Coffee. So we're going to be dropping three different rolling parlors on y'all at three different Balzac's locations around the city, making sure that everyone who's on the list, or at least most of you, can get your asses in to a rolling parlor evening with us, and we can make all of those beautiful connections bloom. So Life, if you are not signed up to our invite list, you better get on that because those are going to fill up real quick, and then we're going to figure out how to take those on the road. So if you know, I want to know. So holla at high2.life and let's figure out how to actually do that. Uh, But welcome to episode 22. So I dropped April Pride last week or two weeks ago or whatever the case may be. And a lot of you reached out afterwards because I dangled a little tiny tidbit of my own story, uh, my relationship story about being on different pages um, with my ex, or at least having those pages turned and changed <laughs> throughout uh, our tenure. Uh, but something about that story resonated with a lot of you guys, and whether it was secrecy or not total truth with your partner about consumption, whether it was judgment or them not understanding or whether it was the total opposite and you just could not understand where your partner was coming from, there was a lot to be said about it. So we peel back the layers and go a little deeper. And this episode today is all about love, relationships, and kind of sexy time. Because you know, we like that good tea. (laughs) So y'all know I will nonstop ranty and I should say rave, about the connection between women and weed, right? How our flowers are built for the flower and how, uh, motherfucking course, there is a plant that works to heal, expand, awaken, and ascend us. There are many. And it was only 150 years of industrial revolution that has caused us to forget that. But anyway, 
Uh, So today's conversation is with somebody who is very intriguing, a goddess alike. Her name is Dr. Carlin Costa. She's a doctor of clinical sexology. She's a cannabis educator, and she's the creator of the Everyday Goddess, which you know the drill, right? Reminding us it's in us all. So, and while I thought today's episode was going to be a little bit more about sex, it's actually not so much about sex as it as it is about our sexuality, our sexual empowerment, and how the blooming and unfurling, uncurling and awakening, erupting, I should say, of that is playing in the healing of the world. So listen up as we go real deep now, hopefully, <laughs> with Dr. Carlin Costa, episode 22 of High Tea Life. Hello, my girl. How are you? Happy Friday. Good. Friday, Happy Friday. Friday. Oh. Are you I know, hiding? that's what I was waiting for. I like, no, not yet. Okay. I, I had patience all morning, and then I was like, do I smoke a joint before this? <laughs> like, I was like, do I? I mean, I decided not to. Okay. I mean, I was... I was thinking about it and then I was like, oh no, she does not want to hear me like ramble on. <laughs> well, that's definitely not true. And in, in essence, that's kind of what this is. I like to sesh with people, but sometimes it does yeah. help. It does change some people for the not better in terms of recording. A yeah. I will say like, I've had some like incredible conversations. I'm like, should we sesh? And then we sesh before. Yeah. And then I'm like, Okay. Hello. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that will not happen today. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. I'm in it. I'm, we're good. Amazing. Got my crystal. Okay. Yeah, I got. I have my love quartz that everyone thinks is a yummy egg. I've never had rose quartz. Yeah, I never have had Reiki before, and I had it done for the first time. And oh, it's in my pants. And uh, the woman was like just gave it to me. She's like, I think you need this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Reiki's the best. It's so good. I've never had it before, but my spirit animal came through. I like saw the eagle and then 10 seconds later, she was like, eagle is here. I was like, wow. Okay. She knows. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> You're like, this that is not weird. fucking around. That was, she was not fucking yeah. around. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of fucking around, I am here with hey. Dr. Carlin Costa, the everyday goddess, doctor of clinical sexology, and cannabis educator. Welcome to High Tea, my friend. Hey. Thank you. Hey. I'm so (laughs) glad that you are here today. So I finally dropped my episode with April. So we met via April Pride, founder of Vanderpop. And the, the last episode that we just dropped was my conversation with her. And in it, I kind of teased my relationship dramatics, which I had done with you the night that I met you. And I had so many uh, people DM me and email me afterwards saying, you need to do a relationship episode. And I don't think it was because of my story, but more because my story is representative of maybe like, the inequity or imbalance or whatever is going on out there right now because with people not being on the same page. So here we are. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about relationships. 
Yeah, that's why that's why we have love quartz in our pants. Yeah, <laughs> down down the crotch of my bodysuit as per usual. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of though, do you yoni egg? Because I do. I, you do. I was supposed to go to a yoni egg like workshop, and I didn't end up going. And I really wish I'd gone because I kind of want a yoni egg. I want a Nefertiti jade up there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, I mean, who wouldn't? First of all, who wouldn't? First of all, secondly, um, there's you know what? Yoni eggs are really great. There's mixed science on them, um, but yeah. like I'm all about sacred science, so it's like yes. whatever, right? Like as long as you're cleaning it, you're you're taking it. You're not just like leaving it on your counter and then like popping it in just for fun. Right, because that's the thing with some crystals. Crystals can be really porous, so they can actually gather bacteria. Of course. So you have to so you have to be careful, right? Like if you like if you're using it for example and you're continuously getting yeast infections or UTIs or something like that, right? Then maybe we might not want to use a yoni egg, right? That shit out of there probably. Yeah, right? Like remove what's causing us the pain. Yeah. Um, but in terms of using it for like a meditation practice or getting back into your body, being more mindful about your sexuality and about your body, okay. it's an awesome tool. And that's how I like to use it. I like to use it in like a meditation practice or if, especially if I'm like just sitting and working, for example, and I need to like really ground myself. Right. Because every crystal has a different meaning yeah. and, it, and it pulls and through you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. So, so sacred science is maybe at the yeah. root of a lot of what you're doing. Talk to me from a big grand scale about your work. Great. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So I'm a uh, doctor of clinical sexology. Sexologist is fun. Uh, I'm a sexologist and psychotherapist and cannabis educator. I wish I was pretty a fun. sexologist. That would be amazing. <laughs> Sex school was so much fun, by the way. Sex school. <laughs> How did sex I school. get into you that? Go to sex school. I should have gotten into that point <laughs> colors. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Sorry, mom. That's what I had to say. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Um, but I did. I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, so I, as a sexologist and psychotherapist, I, there, I do a few, I do a bunch of different things as you can tell. Um, so I, I run a private practice where I see individuals and couples and support them through their concerns, whether that's an intimate concern, whether that's communication, whether that's loving your body and self-esteem and confidence, whether that's just wanting to get back into your body, whether that's, you know, my husband cheated on me and I don't know what to do now, whether it's, I'm thinking of cheating on my husband and I don't know what to do now. For right? sure. So it's so the spectrum with which I work with people is really, really broad. And I see people in office and online, you know, cause it's great. I have patients all over the world, which is really cool. Yeah. So that's one thing I do. And then the other stuff that I do is I have a lifestyle brand. Uh, and I am also AKA known as the everyday goddess. I love that. <laughs> I had the goddess of she loves that. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> my Instagram is goddess of chi. I'm like, you just hate it because you don't like me calling myself a goddess, which says more about you than it says about me. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, reflect that mirror. Reflect that mirror, girl. We're all the right? goddess. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what my lifestyle brand is about, right? It's about supporting women, empowering women to live an unapologetically passionate life. I love it. It's about 
helping them and supporting women to woman to woman in embracing the title goddess and what that means for you. Because there's not just one goddess. There's not just one universal title. There's not just one definition. It means different things to many people. However, the journey to figuring out who she is, right, is part of what I do with some workshops and events and my blog and like a whole lifestyle thing. And then um, I have a, a clothing line that is it's really basic right now. We've got a, some crew neck sweaters with my red diamond on it and, uh, and the, the t-shirt that says goddess on it. Cute. Which I'm really, really proud about that. I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's cool because a portion of the sales of every, uh, a portion of the proceeds of every sale goes towards the charity that, that I founded called the Goddess Foundation. Amazing. So, and that foundation is about uh, funding women's projects and funding women for the magic that they want to create in the world. I love because, that. Like, I, can only, I can only do what I can do, but there's so many women who have these awesome ideas, these awesome projects and great initiatives. And all they need is someone to believe in them. All they need is someone to be like, here, here's just like a touch of magic, mm-hmm. touch of money, make it come true. Here's the seed, yeah. make it grow. Here's the That's seed. what women do, yeah. right? We're gardens. Yeah. We're goddess. Gardens. Absolutely. My, <laughs> that's what my vagina is. <laughs> yeah, it's what all our vaginas are. baby so i have you have obviously read women who roam at the wolves by dr clarissa Mm -hmm. as has Mm -hmm. so many i think women in our peer group and if you haven't you should um and men you should too and I think that that book starts to really encapsulate a feeling and a, an energy or a groundswell that had all of us, especially women, have been feeling amongst us the last little while, some of us longer than others. And that's that blooming, rupturing, reemergence, what have you, of the divine feminine coming back up against all this bullshit right? Like this is not patriarchal bashing, but yes, it is. So I, (laughs) so wild woman as a concept is one that really resonated with me a, because all of my exes and friends and everyone, parents and family members would probably call me the wild woman, but B because I feel that deep rooted connection to the earth and to past lives like speaking of reiki an amazonian priestess came through in reiki which i've always deeply known to i've always felt within me and i've always felt when i walk and when i explore in the jungle and i've felt when i connect to cannabis and as i like Mm. dig deeper into it i've realized that i might have an ancestral connection regardless i know i've got a connection to cannabis that's a bit of a sacred science. So did you just hold up totally. a did you just hold up a dildo? Oh my god, no, it's a selenite <laughs> wand. Oh. <laughs> I can go grab a dildo if you want me to. I have like a whole like wall of them. Is, <laughs> is it a selenite dildo? Because it looks like it could be. Oh yeah. 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 I have those too. They I mean like I could you fuck do. myself with it, but I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I was really intrigued. 
<laughs> sidetracked, but not. I was really, but not, right? Because sex mm. magic, cannabis magic, uh, yes. goddess magic, uh, yes. uh, nature magic, all of that is sacred science that I think is, is, is bringing us back to ourselves and bringing us back to that wild woman or Rioja within Rioja, right? The river beneath the river is what Dr. Estes called it. So talk to me a little bit more about that and how you figured out that cannabis was part of one of your sacred sciences, like as a, as a doctor of clinical sexology. Yeah. Well, so I started using cannabis like in my teen years, as a lot of people do, right? You experiment, you're a little rebel. It's like, figure it out. And my intention when using cannabis at that time of my life was much different than the intention that I provide it now. Right. And we are also in a different awakening age right now as well. Right. No so doubt. it like, you know, like the age of Aquarius, we're in it. Like welcome yeah. to the rise of the, div- well, yeah. Right. Well, Welcome to the rise of the divine feminine. This is what we've been talking about since the seventies. Like we're here, shivers. right? I just got sh- my nipples. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love. It. Ooh, ooh, okay. I, did, I, did. <laughs> I love it. So as you know, as I go through my own life and in connecting with my sacred self, um, always having a deep faith-based practice of some kind in my life, whether it was given to me or I found it, like how I practice now. Um, and But then also being a person who's very logic mind, like I'm a scientist, right? I'm a scientist, I'm a researcher. That's how my brain works. So I had to figure out how to make peace with those two things and how to make peace with my logic mind and then my divine feminine right? Because I talk about sex, right? As soon as I got into figuring out that I wanted to talk about sex, it was like, okay, but not just research and stats and all of that. I I knew that because there's so much more to sex and the expression of our sexuality and through the sacredness of it, that's where I connected to who I am now, what I am now, how I practice now, and then the medicine and the tools with which I bestow upon my patients and upon people and that I talk about in my own work, right? Amazing. So in, in that, I really had to learn how to transform my relationship with cannabis. Okay. And that is a huge topic that I think we need to definitely talk about, like life needs to talk about more, right? Because so many women, especially, are hesitant about cannabis because of how they kind of used to use it, right? How, how it was like given to them. It was like, oh, get high, party, numb out from the world, right? All of those types of things. Yeah, it Whereas, was push from a guy in a black Honda Accord. Like we all yeah. know what that was. It was in the couch. Yeah. Like it was not. Lunch out, eat exactly, pizza. Exactly, exactly. La- laugh with your friends. Because it was all miracle. Cry and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Literally. And now, literally, right? And, and, and harming us. Mm-hmm. And now, especially with legalization, it has opened up ugh, just this vibration of the plant, right? I refer to cannabis as a feminist sacred plant medicine. 
So when I use cannabis or when I support somebody to in using cannabis, that's how I refer to refer to it as a feminist sacred plant medicine. And because it is, and because plants are medicine, all plants, absolutely, all plants are medicine. How we nourish ourselves, totally. How we nourish ourselves with food, how we nourish ourselves with sound, how we nourish ourselves with people, how we nourish ourselves with thoughts and decisions and language. That's all medicine. That is all how we are feeding ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? So in transforming my relationship with cannabis, that's where I came to really amalgamate what I had been learning about branching out with sexuality and sacred sexuality and what that means beyond just like Tantra, for example, and then making peace with it with my science mind and in understanding the plant, understanding how it grows, understanding what it does, understanding, and then specifically how it impacts women, which is like a lot how you and I met. So, which is pretty great with the women and weed stuff that Vanderpop did. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I always drop this in as many episodes as I can, but I always say that the Dalai Lama said Western woman would heal the world. And I never understood what that meant in the Kim Kardashian age until legalization, until I realized that this now has allowed women to heal themselves, bloom into themselves, start to bloom and heal their immediate circle. And so the ripple effect continues. And I've always kind of ranted that this is a female flower healing the earth. And so there's a special connection between women and weed or female, the flower, our flowers and the flower, but not just our sexual organs, our entire selves and our beings, our flowers in terms of the symbolism of life, of opening up and then, then, you know coming to terms again. So then I started to learn about the endocannabinoid system and learned that our bodies actually do have more receptors than men and that our breast milk and things like that are creating cannabinoids themselves. So can you talk to me a little bit more about the science and the physiology of the connection between women and weed? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, um, So it's interesting. I like to look at Western medicine as male man medicine, and I like to look at sacred science as feminine, as as the female version of of medicine. I like that and, yin yang. Okay. Right. Right. Complementary. Totally complementary. Totally necessary in this day and age. Uh, but it has revealed to us many different things. Right. So Western medicine revealed to us the endocannabinoid system, which is really really great, and showing us that we have this like huge. Uh, um, what's it called? Huge uh, uh, run of receptors <laughs> through our bodies, right? I Which really wasn't map. discovered. Or I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh my God! I love that the star map. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I may steal that from you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the star map of the endocannabinoid system in our bodies, which really wasn't discovered or given a name until '90s, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Like, that's recent. Like, I remember the 90s, right? And why don't doctors learn about the endocannabinoid system, like, as far as I've been told? That it's not, like, mainstreamed even in med school. Well, I think because Western medicine, right? right? It's that whole patriarchy thing, right? It's like, why do women still give birth on their backs when we know it actually causes us the most pain? Yeah, no, I'm squatting in a corner. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, squatting or on all fours or something. You know what I mean, right? Like, why is that still the norm, right? Yeah. And 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 it's so so that's why, right? And, and to be fair to all MDs out there, there's a lot to learn. Yeah, right? no doubt. There's there is a there is a lot to learn. I think you will start to see. Um, and this happened especially with like when HIV happened, when the HIV epidemic happened, right? No one was really learning about HIV um, even post the ep- epidemic. And now it's like there, it, it's in the curriculum, like MDs are learning about it, right? They're lear- like, and I think you will start to see that kind of come through with cannabis. Okay. I think you'll start to see medicine start to catch up, especially as the science starts to catch up, right? And yeah. studies start to catch up about it's what works, what doesn't work. It's the proof. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It, well, yeah. So, so when we're talking about why is cannabis so fucking awesome and so great for women, well, first we have to look at the plant itself, right? So cannabis is grown in a, um, um, oh my goodness, why is my, you know what? It's because I've been doing therapy all morning. So my brain, my, my words are like, what's happening? It's because um, you it's haven't like, smoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cannabis plants are grown in a gender binary system, right? They're grown a male and female plant, right? right? We harvest hemp, the male plant, for textiles and paper and all of that rope and all of that good stuff right and oil as well hemp oil but then but then what we consume or what we think of as cannabis as weed right is a female plant right right the flower the buds that is a female plant right they even have like their own genitals and all of that good delicious good stuff it's pretty it's actually pretty neat oh um, yeah the botany oh, my grower yeah group finds like a little wiener in their plant they freak out if they find a wiener they're like spraying it down i love it i love how yeah. mad the, the boys get if they find a boy i'm like haha <laughs> useless no kidding <laughs> right right it's so interesting <laughs> so when you think about when you are ingesting a plant, right? Because we talked about how everything we, we intake nurses our body. So when you think about how we are ingesting a plant that has a feminine vibration or a female vibration, right? Scientifically and sacredly, it is going to connect with our bodies in a specific way, but especially as women, right? As women, when you ingest something that is female, right? It like, it's essentially built for us, right? Cannabis was built for women. Absolutely. It's like the secret sauce, caramel secret. (laughs) Yeah, right. Absolutely. Exactly. So that interacts with our bodies in a very specific way. And like you said, women have more, um, cannabinoid receptors than men do um and and specifically in our pelvic areas right as receivers right because women are receivers um to life um and birthers but like but you know we have vaginas we take things in and hopefully right mm-hmm. yeah hopefully mm-hmm. good friday night um <laughs> but uh swipe right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Girl, I cannot wait to hang out. Okay. <laughs> I like literally um, swiped right on my phone. <laughs> oh man. Everybody, she is tindering while podcasting. I'm actually, I'm actually not. I'm not an app no. girl because I'm better in real life. I'm better in real life. But um yeah. No. Yeah. I can't agreed, say the same. I probably can't say the same for my ex, but who knows? Whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Moving on. Moving on. Bye. <laughs> back to this back to the female plant. <laughs> so so the magic behind all of it. The magic behind why women interact in a special way to cannabis is because women have estrogen Mm. and estrogen is the key to all of it really right men also have trace amounts of estrogen just like women have have amounts of testosterone as well right but men have more testosterone women have way more estrogen right and that's what helps regulate our menstrual cycles our moods our bodies and how and estrogen also regulates our endocannabinoid system in being able to receive cannabis into our bodies. Wow. I had no idea. Really freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. It's so cool. Amazing. Okay. So can you give me a little bit of examples about how you integrate cannabis into your training and your practice with like, totally even with some of your patients or whatever the case may be? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so I can't prescribe, like I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't prescribe, but I like to work with people and their health teams. Right. So if a medical doctor is on your health team, then I think that's really fantastic. If not, I give out referrals to people. But so when a patient comes to me and says, for example, I am experiencing pain in my vagina. Or I can't orgasm. Oh, no. Or I, oh, girl, that ha- yeah, a lot. It ha- and, and through like every age, every age group, I have supported women to figuring out their orgasmic body, which is so, which is, which is an incredible experience and I'm gifted. Not gifted. I'm That's a gift. grateful for that. Yeah, you don't just so, send them under a yeah. bathtub faucet, like spend time. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> legit. Sometimes I'm like, "What is your shower head like?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is your shower yeah, head like? Go down there. It's <laughs> like just keep going until something happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid. Surrender. You're already in the bathtub. Surrender. Yeah. Yeah. Surrender to it, right? Surrender to the orgasm. Trust me, it's a good time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But so when, so when women come to me with like, you know, those types of, of questions or really any, or even if they just come to me and say, you talk about weed, let's, can I talk to you about it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, whether you're menstrual or menopausal or you're going with PCOS or polycystic ovarian system or vasmus or dyspareunia or uh, postnatal, there's so many reasons why, why women would come to me to speak about cannabis. But so when they come to me and they say, you know, I have all this stuff going on. One of the first things I ask are, okay, what medications are you currently on? Mm. 
what tools do you currently use to manage or to support yourself through whatever this journey is that you're on, right? And then I take a look at that and then I say, okay, great. Now, what do you know about cannabis, right? What do you know about it? Let's start there. And then we start with rewriting the script, right? Once you figure out what somebody knows, then you can help them rewrite it and reframe how it fits into their bodies and how it has the potential to fit into their lifestyle because of all of the different ways that we can intake it and consume it. That's what I was going to ask you. So is a lot of that a format conversation and like a format education for people? Because that's the conversation I get the most is what's CBD tincture? What's CBD oil? Dissolves actually work? You know, how, you know, it's literally just, there's so many ways in that people don't know which way in to start, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad that we're having this conversation, right? That's why women like us are needed to be able to support other women, right? To rewrite the script as to what cannabis and the influence of cannabis in our lifestyles. Exactly. Right? So so first it's a, for, so first it's about what is cannabis, right? What is cannabis? Secondly, then I talk about the science, right? I talk about how as a medicine and as a tool, it works in our bodies, right? We talk about the CB1 and CB2 receptors and the, you know, the upper quadrants of our bodies and then the third quadrant in our pelvic areas. We talk about that. Then we talk about the differences between THC and CBD, right? And understanding what those differences are. Um, and then the science behind that as well. And then is when we talk about, okay, consumption methods, mm-hmm. right? So how is best for me to consume cannabis? Um, what, what method would work best for me? And like, you know, if some people are really nervous about it, you don't want to just give them a joint and say, here you go, like have a good Friday night, right? It, it's about like talking about like, are we vaping? Are we taking it in a capsule? Are we t- taking it as oil, as a tincture, as a cell? Are we maybe just trying it topically so that we can get used to the idea that cannabis can even be a part of your successful and productive and effective exactly. and efficient life? I think that's how my mom converted. She had tennis elbow and I was down in Florida and some guys sent me like this amazing solve and it worked. And then all of a sudden she wanted to get off her meds and like sleeping pills and stuff like that. So she was trying a tincture, you know, and slowly but surely she will never smoke a shroud with me. I so want her to, she won't do it. (laughs) She will. Eventually she She will. One day. She won't do it. No. No. Oh, I got to talk to mom. (laughs) I have a conversation with mom calling her after this. Hey mom. Let's talk. (laughs) That's a good question. Like, what do you do when people really aren't on the same page? And that's where, I mean, it wasn't where my relationship or my ex relationship started, but it's where it landed. And I feel like I hear that from women quite a lot that their man isn't on the same page with them about the role it plays in their life or what they, or maybe the version of their self they're waking up to or whatever the case may be. Do you think that, is that more, I mean, what the fuck is that? 
Yeah, what the fuck is that? Well, what the fuck that is, 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 you know, closing off the patriarchal society that we've literally like grown up in for so long, right? The way in which we've understood the world, right? Especially with cannabis, right? You get it from the creepy guy who stops in the corner, right? It's like a switch, quick shift of hands. It's cannabis without intention. It's, it's cannabis for numbing, right? It's grown by men, around men. It's, it's all of that kind of stuff, right? Because it's a little bit you know, a little bit wicked at the time, right? It was a little bit bad to like smoke pot, mm. right? That stoner. When you think of a stoner, right? I totally get like that whole like Jay and Silent Bob kind of like picture in my mind, right? right. Like it's usually like a man who's like stoned out and like not effective in his life. I don't right? like the word. I, I use it sometimes in hashtags, but I really don't like it because I never feel stoned. No. I'm always like high and energetic and happy. Agreed. Same, same, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, so I'm also finding with women that they're, they're coming up against this right now. They're like, well, but my partner is like, ugh, cannabis. Like, why do you need to use it? Like, what is that about? Like, right. And that's because we've understood it to be a certain way for so long. So it's but like we said a few script. times. Yeah. It's rewriting the script. This is the age of Aquarius. This is the age of women. This is the rise of the divine sexuality and the divine feminine. And this is where women now need to be more educated and they need to take medicine back into their own hands and teach men, teach other women, teach people how this can actually be a beautiful and enthralling and epic and effective tool for their lives, right? Because we have to shift that stoner mentality to sacred plant medicine. Yep. You are right. And that's going to nail that. Right. That's going to take time. It's going to take time and it's going to take a few bullshit relationships. It's going to take a few hard conversations. It's going to take a few of letting people go out of your lives who refuse to level up, who refuse to glow up, who who only want to stay in that mainstream line and who don't want to grow with the rest of us. Yeah, there is, it's, it's a paradigm up. shift. It, it's a real big one, truly. And it, it is women-led. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing, right? And and that's the thing. So when I talk to people and I say, when they ask me like, okay, well, how do I talk to my partner? Well, so first of all, it's about talking about what your intention behind the use is, mm-hmm. right? I love like, that you keep saying intention because I read, mm-hmm. I've been reading Cannabis and Spirituality, the book. And it really Mm -hmm. is reminding me about intention throughout the process, like pre, during, and post process, really Mm -hmm. asking the plant to show you the wisdom and the truth, right? Mm -hmm. 111%. Right. 111%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love that magic. Feel free to use that. Yeah. It's so great, right? Right? But, But we have to start teaching people right just like just like your partner teaches you so many things in your life you have to be able to be patient and know your shit so that you can teach them so that you can talk to about what this does for you what cannabis how it supports you right and then talking about so that and then saying no and then saying having a real fucking conversation with your partner and being like 
is this affecting you in a bad way? Like, am I not showing up for you now? Right? Because if I'm not showing up for you, we need to have a conversation about that. Right? Not, not, you know, eh, is cannabis bad? Like, fuck off with your, is cannabis bad? Right? This is my plant. This is my tool. So you need to know how you use your tool so that you can open that up to conversation. I love that. Is this predominantly uh, a, f- a, f- a women independent kind of movement or are you seeing that you're really finding couples needing it to bridge the gap or is it a bit of both? Does one lead the other? Okay. Okay. We're going to go with that question. <laughs> okay. So um, I see it as a little bit of both. Um, I'm experiencing a lot more women coming to me right now uh, just because women are tired of, of pharmaceuticals and they're seeing the effects that it has on their bodies, right? It's like one pill equals two pills equals five pills. All of a sudden you're on 20 pills and you're like, oh my God, now what the fuck? Domino my- effect. I saw it happen. Yeah. With, with yeah. Own eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so women are starting to get on top of this a little bit more with my couples, specifically with my couples, I have found that men have been using for a long time in a certain way mm. and women are trying to be like, okay, I, I guess I'm trying to understand why he uses this, but how can I, like, should I be using it? Can I be using it? What is that about? Right. So, so I'm finding individual women coming to me about cannabis use. And with my couples, I'm finding that men are already currently using it, which is, which is great, but women are trying to transform it and transform what it, how it's used in their relationship. Um, I guess that's a bit of what I was asking because I think that Maybe men especially and, or yeah, I don't know if maybe I'm generalizing right now, but my perception is that men especially use it in an, like an isolationary sort of way mm-hmm. or like, it's like the end mm-hmm. of the day and they just want to like chill and relax, forget everything. And that's mm-hmm. not kind of what's happening with women. And that's truly what happened with me when I, I mean, I, tried it in high school and smoked it like a cigarette, thought I had to go yeah. to the hospital, ended up fucking in the attic, like saw fireworks was amazing. Like it was great. And then I didn't touch it again <laughs> until my mid twenties. And the guy that I was dating would become Beavis from Beavis and Butthead just mm-hmm. in front of the TV. And I started creatively blooming. Like I was fucking writing poetry and choreographing mm-hmm. dance routines and like reconfiguring rooms and just all these things were coming out of me. Is that sort mm-hmm. of like that dichotomy? Is that just my sort of maybe my own stigmatic perceptions of fucking stoners or is that sort of, <laughs> does that embody sort of the difference in how men and women are using it. I think that's embodied. I don't know if thematic is a word, by the way. Yeah, we're going with it. I went with it. Like the nails in the hands right now, but anyway. <laughs> I love it. Does it embody the, the, like, because I believe the sexual vibe? 
the cannabis revolution is directly tied to women's sexual revolution. And I haven't un- quite uncovered it yet because I think that mm-hmm. there are, it's one of many forces contributing to our revolution. Welcome to my work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so is there, is there kind of a difference in the uprising, the ground spell a little bit? Yeah, yeah. T- totally. I think what you described there is what is where we're at right now. Um, not in all men, not all women, for example, right? But I think that is more like generally speaking, that is where we're at right now. And that's like I said, right? Because men used use drugs more than women do, right? And when we looked at that stoner era of cannabis use, right? That was drug use. And it was given, told to us that it was using drugs, right? And men on average use uh, drugs more than women do. So now that we're shifting and with legalization, right? It is no longer a drug. Now it's a medicine, right? And caretakers, caregivers are women. Right. generally speaking, right? Or of, of not even women, because I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but like more of a feminine energy. So there are many men who are catching on and who are like, yes, I'm using this with intentionality. I'm being mindful. I am doing all of that good stuff, right? I'm in it. I'm in it. And then, and women are starting to learn because so many women haven't used it because of so many fears and stigma and shame and guilt and everything behind it, that so many women are now relearning it as this intentional medicine um, and, and reframing it and they're ingesting it, consuming it in that way, right? So instead of having the effects of like, you know, that, that stoner era, I'm just going to call it that because, you know, it was a time, Right to now in this blooming space that we're in, right? And it's totally retranslating um, and reworking how men and women are looking at it and, and learning about it and using it. And, oh, I had this really great point I wanted to, oh, but I'll come back to it. I'm, I'm sure it'll pop back in. But it's really, oh, that's what it was. And especially with legalization, we are seeing, and I'm sure – you and April talked about it, but we are seeing how women are coming into the industry on a, in a business sense, how are creating these companies, how creating these platforms, like yourself, for example, high tea, right? Like all of the stuff is being led by women, all of these recipes, all of these companies, all of these growing, right? led by women, which is funny because a lot of these roles were stereotypical women roles, such as nurturing, such as botany and biology, such as, you know, being the lovely divine goddess witches that we all are in the core of ourselves, right? And, and understanding that. And now with cannabis, because there's so much of that feminine energy that it needs, in order to really thrive, right? Women are just like jumping in and taking it over. And you can tell, you can tell which ones are the companies that have the voice of women included and involved and which ones are totally just, um, are just uh, uh, male run and male based. Yeah, exactly. That's why there's, there's a big gap between 
sort of some of those big corporate brands where there's just a lot of money moving around with a lot of suits and the real sort of grassroots movement and the real people of cannabis, which are the growers and the medicine makers and the healers and the bakers and the business creators. And these are the women. These are predominantly women. Um, Women or a feminine energy. Yeah, feminine energy, connection to Pachamama, whatever the case may be. It's very interesting. Now, can that get out of balance? Like, can that get out of balance? Yeah, like, obviously, we've, we live in a society where we've swerved uh, into an imbalance of male energy. Can, can a person or a human or a thing or a time be oversaturated in one versus the other? Or really, is it just a time of, like, it's because I love this conversation around cannabis and homeostasis and most of the time when i say mm. homeostasis people are like uh-huh and they kind of remember the mm-hmm. word from grade six biology and they don't really remember what it means so just really just coming back to the word equilibrium and it's just restoring mm-hmm. equilibrium in the body in the mind in the digestive system in the central nervous system and the mental health yep. systems, like whatever the case may be and whatever needs it and i was watching um, on cannabis culturists uh, story that she it, she was hearing a doctor speak and and he he defined what cannabis does in terms of this homeostatic tendency in this most simplistic kind of example being a weight study where people mm. who were underweight normalized up and people who were overweight normalized down using the plant. And so I start to wonder, I couldn't help wonder if, uh, <laughs> if that same equilibrium uh, driving energy is maybe what it's bringing to society as a whole. Um, balance, balance. balance. We need so much balance in this life right now. Right. Ooh, we, can we, skew, we can skew crazy one way too far the other way before we come back with the wave, right? That's sort of what I'm totally. just curious about what's happening, what you feel happening. Yeah. I, well, I, I think, I think we're going to... up your selenite dildo at me. It's so... <laughs> Ah, yeah, it's like our cheerleading, like it's our cheerleading wand. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like a unicorn. Yes, you are. Um, um, so, so yes, so I think. Okay, so first of all, we're here in Canada, especially we're we're awaiting this like second wave of uh, cannabis legalization, right? So where edibles and all that stuff is going to come in. So then, I think once we are fully legal. You are going to see, I mean, I, who knows, but I think you are going to see a bit of a, of a sway and that's going to, I think going to be back and forth for a little bit. I think you're going to see a big sway between, um, between like the, the intention, but mindful cannabis use women led stuff. But then I think you're also going to see a big, like more patriarchal capitalist thing right where it's like the bullshit products and like the garbage plastic and all of that stuff right like just make more mass consumption go 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 versus you know like the gentleness of it mindfulness of it actually being plant medicine right so right. i think i think we are going to see that for a little while right like 
I especially right after second wave of feminism, uh, feminism, oh my goodness, second wave of, um, of legalization, right? We're going to see some, a little bit of a sway back and forth and a push-pull effect, right? No good, like, wave of revolution is ever done in a streamlined way, right? And we have to remember that this is an evolution, an evolution and a revolution that we are in right now, right? Taking back our health to ourselves is how we revolt against how we know, uh, what we know about Western medicine now and what we presume to be true. Yep. So there is going to be a big push and pull as to, as to what that's going to mean, what that's going to look like. And that's going to take some time to get, get through it before we really get get chill about our, the vibe that we're on with cannabis and before we, we really start to hear, not just uncover, but hear truth. I love that. It's really, yeah. it's really, it's really very true. Because what it does is that empowerment of our health back into our own hands and proactively, I mean, pre, post, during, like whatever the case may be. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, the revolt or the effect or the wave back from Western medicine will be to try and wrangle that and take a hold of it before it gets too far out of hand. Oh, wait until you see like big pharma, like cannabis pills. I mean, like Shepherd's Drug Mart already has cannabis in it, which I think is fantastic because that means people, all people access. can access it. Yeah. Access is huge, right? But now what we're seeing though, um, in terms of access, is this is already a push and pull. Right? We're already seeing a push and pull between medical cannabis and retail cannabis, right? And retail cannabis is all about and like they're both about access totally and they necessary for access but we're already seeing like medical cannabis dispensaries for example being depleted of their supply because retail 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 makes more better easier access makes more money right so you're already starting to see that that shift that push and pull starting to happen in, in the in that business sense, and then you're starting to see it with men and women and couples and and figuring out how we are going to use cannabis in our lives, in our lifestyle, in our sexuality, in with our identities. And then you're going to start to see it in as to how how it's grown and how we consume and and what that means and what that looks like. I think there's gonna be there's going to be a little bit of a shift for a while. Get ready. Saddle up, ladies. Oh, yeah. No, we're just at the start of it. I think it's going to look a lot like the food industry, to be honest, where you it's just about the consumer and just about how mindful they want to be and how much willing, how much work they're willing to put into it and how much dollar bills, yo. You know what I mean? Like some people are going to yeah. be willing to go buy their shit at shoppers because it's on the corner. And some people are going to seek out the organic growers because they know them and, you know, the high quality higher price point. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just going to, it's going to settle into yeah. to a strange marketplace dichotomy like that. I think. Totally. It's the same with lube, right? Like you can go for like Costco brand, KY jelly, like I love stuff it. that balls up in your body and is full of chemicals. Right. But then you can also look at like 
silk or liquid or something that have like organic brands with like three ingredients, you know how to pronounce them all that really um, moisturize and lubricate your body in a healthy way. Right. So there's going to be space for it all. There's it's, it's all going to be really, really beautiful and wonderful, but you know, it's just going to take some time and being an informed consumer is how, like you said, I love that you said that. Being an informed consumer is going to be how it figures itself out and how it settles. Yeah, how you right? navigate. So be, yeah, so who are you buying from? Where are you buying from? What is that company made of? Is it, are you trying to support local? Are you trying to support Canada? Are you trying to support the US? Are you trying to support women-led companies, male-led companies, right? What it, like, what is that about? So being an informed consumer, not only about how it interacts in your body, but where you buy it and how you buy it is also huge. It's amazing how far we've come from the black Honda Civic, to be honest with you. Oh my God. <laughs> to, be able, yeah, truly, to be able to vote with your dollar like that in so, so quick a time. Vote with your dollar. You know what do you I mean? Like, do you have any like, do you have any really good memories? Like I totally have these like memories of like, especially being an undergrad and being in university and like, you know, you have to like ask a friend for a dealer's number. And it's always like, it was always a conversation about who's going to text the sketchy dealer and like, who's going to go pick up the weed if he doesn't deliver. I totally remember like sitting in one of my living rooms with like a bunch of roommates and being like, I cannot wait for the day that I can literally just have weed delivered to my door or like go to the store and pick it up. And like be done with it. You know what I mean? Like I remember specifically like wishing, like praying and being like, can we please get there soon? Like, oh yeah. I mean the lengths I've gone to. I won't even tell you. I won't even tell you some of these. Yeah. My mom is listening. So (laughs) so now I always ask people that well, I'm gonna ask you two more questions, I think. My first one is how what are some ways that people can actively integrate cannabis into their practice? Mm Self-love, couple love, sexual love, whatever the case may be right now, like Mm -hmm. some of the listeners. So what are ways that you can, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So what are ways that you can actively integrate cannabis into, into your life? Really? Is kind of what you're asking me, right? Sort of. Or practice. through like your ritual life. practice? Yeah. So, I mean, like I've started, for example, like I said, like, you know, approaching the plant with gratitude, asking it to show me things, like being very mindful when I roll up, being very mindful when I smoke, being very mindful after the fact and not getting lost in the phone or television or anything like that. But, and you know, what are some of the ways that people who are listening or who are in, you know, interested specifically in the sensuality behind cannabis can start to integrate mm. it into their weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Right. So when, when we're looking at the sensuality of cannabis, oh, I love that topic. Um, we're looking at the sensuality and how can we integrate cannabis into our feminine expression or male expression or our expression of sensuality and sexuality, right? I think it's always great for someone to start off with their own pleasure practice. So their own self-pleasuring, masturbation, whichever word sits best for you. Um, First, I like doing that, right? So it's about 
choosing how to consume and then integrating that into your own solo mission. Okay. And understanding how it kind of brings you up. Then when you're about to introduce it into somebody else, then it's going to be about also having conversation about what type of uh, consuming method, right? So are you smoking it? Are you a tincture under your tongue? Or are you turning it into an oil and then using it as a lubricant? Because cannabis as a lube is amazing. Oh my God, it's so good, right? Really? Yes. It's so, so good. I have yet to try it. Yeah. Ooh, girl, just you can make your own. It's really easy. It's really easy to make your I own. Think people as want long to as you're used to that. I think people want to how know. to do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as long as you are not using latex condoms as your primary barrier method, you can kind of use this recipe. Okay. Okay. So if you're using condoms only, and the reason why I say that is because one of the easiest ways to make your own cannabis lube is through an oil base, right? So MCT oil, coconut oil, olive oil, it's really, it's just a lot easier, right? Um, And oils are not compatible with latex condoms. They will literally break in minutes, like seconds even sometimes, depending on how vigorous you are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just just like, they just like, 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 they literally rip and you're like, Oh, oh, okay. oh, all right. That, too late now. A, that's <laughs> a real thing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck, that's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> right? So, oh, wow, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So, so if you are not using latex condoms as your primary barrier method, then it, the process is a lot easier for you. So you can either infuse your own oil, right? So whichever kind of oil that works best for your body. For some people, it's like an MCT oil, right? For some people, it's just a, a regular virgin coconut oil. Um, but coconut oil isn't for every, every body, uh, not for every vagina. I don't care what you say. Some people it's okay and some people it's not. That is the science. I've read it all. Trust me. So, okay. so I get a lot of backlash about can you use coconut oil as a lube? Yes, you can use coconut oil as a lube. Coconut oil for life. But it's not for every body depending on how your vagina cleans itself out and the pH level of your body as well and how hydrated you are etc cetera, etc cetera. so is there an oil like that's olive oil. more universal uh like a, a apricot seed oil or like a grape seed oil really okay. gentle grape seed oils or um avocado oil or like an olive oil like literally go to your kitchen <laughs> and and, and mix it up. So, so for myself, I know there's so many different ways that you can like infuse oil, right? So you can learn to cook it on low and slow on your own. I love to use my Levo. I'm a big fan of my Levo and an infusing, it's an infusion machine, right? Appliance, sorry. Um, and an infusing oils. And then once you have an infused oil, just slap it on and have some fun. (laughs) That's really how that that goes. And if you want to add, uh, you know, a couple other drops of some other nice essential oils that you like that are edible, right? Like nice orange or something or a touch of of peppermint or don't know if you want to try cinnamon, go ahead. But like one drop, like cinnamon will burn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you about the time I made me huevos rancheros and then, uh, we got down and dirty and I literally was like crouched in the shower with a with the shower head on being like ah! 
Stay away from me. No. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Boy, those fingers. Jalapeno <laughs> <laughs> proper, girl. Jalapeno Holy shit. <laughs> That happens. Oh, so good. That happens. So how? Yeah, that ha- oil, it ha- happens to the best of us. Any oil? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. No. 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 Don't do that. No peppers near your vagina is fine. I so would you like can, you can, That sounds amazing. That machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because you don't only only okay. have to use cannabis, right? Like, um, I'm gonna be making. I'm gonna do a little video and be making um a nice can infused garlic basil infused oil. So I go with it. Amazing. Right? And then I'm going to make another one that's with lavender so I can use it as massage oil, right? Like um, I've been to a massage therapist before who has used CBT oil as massage oil and it's fantastic, right? Like when you love yourself up through your own self-love practice, right? It's fantastic. I've also bought bath bombs with CBD in them and you just throw them in your bathtub and like it's just, you're just like, I mean, you're already relaxed when you're in the bath, but it's like, next level especially if you'd like to take like nice long like hour bath like i do amazing. right amazing yeah okay but oh sorry go ahead no, oh well i was i was just gonna say i was just gonna say quickly um but if you are a woman and you are looking to understand cannabis and your body what you need to understand is where you are at in your menstrual cycle and in your life, so whether you're pre or postmenopausal, because that is going to best dictate how and what kind of cannabis is going to work best for you. Because of your hormone levels? estrogen levels because of because of your estrogen levels so just as kind of like a big closer just to so for women who are out there and who are listening especially mom right so hey mom, hey, mom. Uh, <laughs> where you are at in your monthly cycle and in your mens and in your life cycle of menstruation will tell you what is going on with your estrogen And the general rule is higher the estrogen, lower the tolerance. Lower the estrogen, higher the tolerance. That's what's up. So in knowing this, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. So in knowing this, knowing that science, right? And I talked about it at the Women in Weed events, and I, I talk about it even more now. And knowing that piece of information is going to, in a healthy way, help inform you as to getting grounded in the intentionality of your cannabis use. And that's why sometimes it makes you really creative. And sometimes that's why it just takes the pain away. And sometimes that's why you just want to be in the couch. And sometimes that helps you have the best and biggest, most beautiful orgasms of your life. I have never heard that. It's so interesting. Okay. Oh, you've never heard that. Oh, that is the, that is the whole, that is like the basis of everything I talk about is, especially when I talk about women and cannabis, the basis of every, of a lot of the work that I do when women and cannabis talks about women understanding their cycles, their menstrual cycles and their menstrual life cycles, and then understanding the compatibility with cannabis. So yeah. How, how do they, dig, <laughs> how do people dig deeper That's into me. that without 
like coming to actually see you? Like how, is there a resource? Is there more information about that I, website? I, I'm going to make, I'm going to make them. I'm making okay. the resources and the conversations and doing all of that stuff because it is blowing women's minds. And if you are keeping a proper cannabis journal, here's how you can start without even any research and just by listening to what I just said and starting to understand the two tools you need are a cannabis journal and a menstrual, menstrual cycle journal. Cycle. Or I was going to say your moon cycles. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Once you can understand that and start tracking it, I'll have the tools ready and we can go from there. <laughs> I love that. No, that's amazing. That's huge insight. I never would have even thought of, but you're right. You're right. Um, okay. So my last question is my last question with every guest. I think you kind of started to answer it, but I will ask it anyway. And it is, that if you can sort of leave a message or a notion or a philosophy or an aha with the listeners about cannabis and this world and this themselves, what would you like to say? Ooh. Everyday goddess, Dr. Everyday the unapologetically passionate lifestyle because mm. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, I think I that's probably me. what it is, right? It's about that. Yeah. It's about living every single day has been for me about intentionality. Every single day for me has been about living my best life. I live my best life and I try to live my best life every single day. And that is all that anyone can ever ask of you or expect of you or the only thing that you can judge yourself for. And when it comes to cannabis and integrating that, it's a time that we start to glow up, grow into our understanding, our use, and our power to becoming the sacred and divine and feminine and awesome, badass, babely goddess women that we were put on this earth in this time period specifically to be. Get it, goddess. What? <laughs> <laughs> to the mother. Yes. Ain't it true? Ain't it true? It's what Ain't it reveals. It, it reveals you to yourself. And in mm -hmm. doing that, we're here. That's what we're here for. And society is built to make us forget that we are magic. And that mm. in our short time here, we got a lot of magic to create. And we have the capacity to do it. And yes, if a plant from the ground is going to remind us of that. And God is blessed. Right? God is blessed. God is blessed. Bless. Yes. Yes, goddess. <laughs> Thank you so much for this conversation. It was a gorgeous, blessed pleasure. Like absolutely amazing. You are a gem. You're a gem. 
Thank you. Well, my cannabishes, that was our hour with Dr. Carlin Costa, the everyday goddess, doctor of clinical sexology and cannabis educator. What a motherfucking treat. Can you tell okay. our cannabishes and our listeners where to find you? Because they want to know more. I know they do. Yes, you can. So you can find me online at www.carlincosta.com at carlin.costa at the Everyday Goddess brand. Those are all Instagram handles. And uh, find me in the Everyday Goddess gang on Facebook. Amazing. Thanks for being here. We love you. We loved you. This was great. I'm going to go. Have love a, you. Have a good moment with my selenite wand. Woo woo. Yeah, you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go have an orgasm. It's good for you. I'm going to go have a few. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome, my darling. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at high-t.life. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting high-t.life.